heart of East London, it's New Sound Radio 22 FM. Hello and welcome to the Contrarian Podcast with your host Rohan Shivalka and Chris Ali. We're back in the building, back in the studio after a long break. How does it feel to be back, bro? It's nice, mate. One and a half meters away, but uh, I know. but honestly, because like since you've been back from holiday, like I haven't even seen you. We've done like remote podcasting because of the whole coronavirus. So, like this is a, actually the first time that we were like seeing each other in what's been ages. Exactly, face to face hug, embracing. I know, God, I missed it. I missed it. Like because you're not in my bubble, then. I was only like close with like my family and stuff, but like actually like being in close proximity with all your mates is just such a good feeling, right? Yeah, I'll come and burst your bubble. Yeah, do it. <laughs> but so just want to let everyone know that the contrarian will be back as a weekly podcast. I had exams over the uh, over the holidays, or you don't you can't even call it a holiday really over August. So yeah, I just thought that I'd put all my energy into that and then come back and then put all my energy back into the podcast. There we go. It's great to be back on the road. Yeah, exactly. So well tell, done, well done on your exams. Oh yeah, cheers, man. It's it's just such a um, like a liberating feeling. I had fifteen hours worth of exams, and now they're just all over. I can literally like put my hair down. Literally, I haven't cut my hair since before lockdown. So it's like Wolverine type Tarzan. effect. Tarzan, Tarzan type effect. What do you think of it? I love it. We'll have to put. A, it will take a picture today and put it on the Instagram. Best it's ever been. The, the, <laughs> but yeah, also growing out the beard. That's something wow. that's new because I just thought we're at home for such a long time. Like, why not try something new? Princess Roro, not looking yeah, so much at like Roro anymore. I know it's, uh, Chris, what have you been up to? Since, I've been uh, up to breathing, smiling, enjoying. No, it's been a weird one. It's been interesting. Uh, like I say, it's either you know a blessing or a curse this kind of time. So trying to use it to the the best of my advantage. Um, had the opportunity to go and travel around parts of England, uh, Glastonbury, Cotswolds, beautiful places. Nice. Um, and it's just, yeah, really nice to get out and enjoy things that you wouldn't normally get to do. So it's been all right working on the business as well here and there, trying to get it ready. Uh, any so, any little updates for anyone who wants to know? Oh, I'm sure we'll come up to it uh, later on in the episode. But um, I've really got some good news on uh, the way I want to take it. There's three different strands. One is to be supporting people individually, to be helping them to access the the abundant happiness, real happiness that is uh, that they can find in life you know a lot of people have fallen out of love with life and you can see that at the moment how stressful everything is but what help to help people reconnect with that um hopefully we can do some work in primary schools going forward as well especially with the way that children are going to be affected by the current situation that we're in and then hopefully moving into industry as well like smaller medium-sized businesses helping to work on um helping the the hierarchy implement happiness within the organization because what that means is a happier workforce is less likely to um, leave is going to feel a lot better it's going to be a lot more productive and their general lifestyle is going to be so much better so that they're better for themselves and for their company 100 percent, 100 percent. i think a lot of firms like especially the corporate firms that like traditionally have that sort of like really like negative and hostile atmosphere they're sort of slowly leaning in to the fact that you know a happy workforce is a more productive workforce and even now where people are working from home and not that don't have to necessarily go into a big building then if they can get the work done at home where they're in their own comfortable environment then why not and so like this like we talk about how like uh, the coronavirus has led to a lot of change in a lot of different aspects of different uh, you know different uh, parts of life and I feel like it's good it, it, 
we uh, have broken that old habit loop and uh, we can implement a new habit loop. Exactly. I mean, before it's almost like employees didn't really trust their workers. To, yeah, exactly. I mean, know? it's to be expected, but I suppose like because you had to get the work done, like we weren't given an option. Yeah, but you have to empower. Now you can see you can empower people. You know, if you give people the tools and you really support and invest in your human capital, then you're going to get the best out of it. If you trust your employees, they're going to do the work from for you. And now going forward, if you look after your employees and if you put them at the pinnacle of your organization, then you're going to get a lot of better things coming from it. And uh, Mind Valley is a, is a resource that a lot of people were aware of today and they I've, do a lot of work. I've actually seen that advertised on uh, Instagram a lot. Yeah, so they do a lot of work on happiness in the workplace as well. Vishen Lakhani is, is really... Um, really setting the precedent of what you know of the personal growth movement and one big facet of what he talks about is incorporating happiness into the workplace yeah 100 percent. well best of luck to you and we'll be uh, getting regular updates of what you're doing on the on the podcast but yeah another thing that i wanted to say just before we like get into like the the girth of the the podcast is that uh we've uh upgraded our setup so hopefully the listeners can uh, hear a difference or let us know if you think it's any better or I hope it's better anyway. It's wicked, man. Look at that. Yeah, we've got like... Because before, it was all over, I suppose, Zoom. So it's the way that the software like compresses the sounds and stuff. It's just like... It's not organic. It's, it's not, not halal. Ex- ex- it's not <laughs> but now it's just like we've got two microphones. We've basically got a home studio. Yeah, I love it. I really want to be doing this every week, actually. I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's... that's. I mean, like, I yeah, yeah. doing the <laughs> podcast. That's, that's, yeah. But yeah, so honestly, there's like so much to talk about, like... We want to try and uh, talk about as much as possible because, like, especially like um, with di- the things going on in the world, I think for young people to be talking about issues that affect us, I think it's only it's only going to be a good thing. So yeah, keep up to date, and yeah, we'll. I think this is going to be a good one, off the cusp, completely in the present moment. There are going to be a lot of good topics coming up. I got one in my head right now. Go on, go on. yeah. So this because we haven't done this in a while. This is sort of just like a both of us. Getting back into the swing of podcasting, just chatting. Just been like, smashing Rohan at FIFA, basically. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that, nah, nah. <laughs> One or. We don't lie. We don't lie. No, bad, bad energy. But yeah, yeah, honestly. But the commentator thought so. Well, the commentator was violating you. <laughs> but yeah, so in terms of, I suppose, yeah, football's back. And uh, it's been, I've, I've enjoyed it. Because like, remember how there was, li- there was so much time available to us. And obviously everything came to a standstill before then it's great to have that structure like football was like we don't realize it but if there's a game every weekend then you just sort of like oh at the weekend what you're doing yeah three o'clock i'm watching this game and then to not have that especially for loads of dudes out there just like watch the football all the time so it's been great like football's been there what every two days because of since the restart yeah exactly it's an interesting one i mean like you see what happens when you don't when you get used to something being part of your everyday life it just becomes part and parcel of it and then now everyone's like, oh my God, there's sports back. It's amazing. But um, yep. the topic that I really wanted to bring up was uh, <laughs> the, the BBC article that was about sex in the bedroom following coronavirus. Oh, so I, don't, I, haven't, read, I haven't read the article, but is it about... Like, you, you watch the to, movie. Yeah, <laughs> you have to uh, basically wear PP in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine trying to be like, do anything of substance. Like, let's I say, know, for example, it's, it's, omit anything from your one of your orifices up top. <laughs> Or like put, putting, you know, putting your face in the you know, various different orifices. <laughs> Imagine if coronavirus can be transmuted, like can come up through different areas of the body. I mean, this is a this is a thing, right? Like you might have coronavirus, but like no one knows like the long term effects yet. Like it's still like in its infancy. 
and like hopefully we can like see how well, hopefully there's no long-term effects of it so oh, like baby <laughs> well, no, like, like, who knows like i'm yeah. not saying it will but imagine if you become sterile after coronavirus like that's pretty peak well we could go into that one if but yeah want. so mm. what 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 did the article say oh it just said about you know be wise when you select your positions only have sex with people inside your bubble which i thought wasn't doing great things for incest i mean like <laughs> like like legitimately only have sex with people inside your bubble yeah, people yeah, will take that literally in, I, <laughs> nah, to be fair like that you, when they were saying a bubble that's literally your immediate family right yeah. so yeah it's a uh, suspect very yeah, suspect. especially with some of the people up top in government what we're hearing is coming out these days with this mp was it the conservative mp saying something about um saying i'm a naughty tory like when you start looking into all these guys in power like then no one's special they're just normal people who just do messed up shit as well yeah, like yeah, honestly yeah. like there was this um list of all the d- different like misdemeanors or they you can't even call them misdemeanors basically this list of what this guy was up to in terms of like sexually harassing like backroom staff and it's just horrible and like it's it's such a shame that it's not a small issue it's like widespread it's such a big issue human trafficking you know eight hundred thousand children go missing every single day um you know you only have to look as far back to see what happened in haiti to the poor kids and especially in like less developed parts of the of the world where kids are getting taken and nobody knows about it nobody at all um and you know when we go back to like what people at the top are doing and how disgusting they are in certain aspects not everybody but of course this is has somehow somewhat been normalized within their circles you only have to take a, a look at lolita express to know about the true uh misdemeanors of what was actually going on especially in america yeah and if you don't know what lolita express is i'm referring to Jer- jeffrey epstein yeah i mean there's loads of information actually to be fair i was uh on youtube just like i wanted to see, watch a documentary and there's uh, there's honestly like <laughs> Show <laughs> in the morning, ding ding. Oh, you know we can actually, we can actually like play that through there. Should we put it, should later we, on? We'll play. Yeah, we'll put it on later on. But yeah, I think this should be more of a jokes podcast. Like the the episode that's like gets people laughing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So another thing that we were talking about earlier was how like we've just missed festival season. So like Chris came through and we we're just chilling beforehand before food was coming, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna put on like a festival like an hour set on and then hospitality in the park hospitality in the park 2019 just like literally just before lockdown or just before covid you know became part of our frequent vocabulary but yeah i just miss being in those massive tents with like 10 massive speakers just blasting the bass in front of you like me and chris love a good drummer bass rave here and there and why not participate in a little bit of fun yeah you got you got to dabble in bit of fun every now and then raise vibrations in it exactly exactly and yeah so that was cool hopefully like we can get back to the festival life soon i mean it's doubtful this year but who knows 2021 new opportunities hopefully something happens with covid let's see we we need to ban the word covid i think we need the less we talk about it the you know the happier i think everyone will be i obviously like understand that covid is here and it is an issue but like don't like have it as a central part of like everything you do because like so after my exams right i wanted to go and see everyone because i just basically being like a hermit i've been very antisocial, like which is rightly so because obviously my master's exams are like don't want to mess this up gotta focus so then now since my exams i've been like out and about in town 
and like my mum's like, no, you gotta be careful. You don't go from zero to a hundred. And it's like, it's Does true. Does she know you? Yeah, well, exactly. And <laughs> that, that is Rohan. That is Sanjeev Shavalka. Yeah. There is no middle ground. It's only zero or one hundred. But yeah, that's the point. So like, being in town, it's actually been okay. Like going, I live on the central line, right? And like, it's not been busy at all people are actually like social dis i'd say in quotation marks uh, social distancing because you, you can only like have a certain amount of di distancing in a carriage but i mean like no one's coming and sitting next to you which is like quite good like people are at least like aware of people around them and yeah isn't the term social distancing very oxymoronic like how can you socially distance how can you distance Socially, right? Do you get what I mean? Like, socially yeah. is about being together. Yeah, no, exactly. I guess apart. it's it's. I'm, it's only vocabulary that is this year. I don't think like it's. It, was it made up in twenty twenty? Social yeah. distancing. Social distancing. A hundred percent. But yeah, honestly, being in town, it's been so nice. Like, I, me and my lawmates went to the top of the shard for, to celebrate, and it was just so nice. And yeah, being back in town where the vibes are, like being around uh, Soho, uh, Shoreditch, you know. Good places. Is there a lot going on? Thing is, like, because of the eat out to help out scheme, it's like Monday to Wednesday. It's all, uh, it's all juicy. Like when you just like spend. Well, well, normally what would be twenty quid, you get the meal for ten. It's just like okay. leaves more. Any fish dishes? <laughs> no fish. I'm I'm veg, bro. Veggie, veggie. Good guys. If there's any advice to go for in 2020, it's uh, be vegetarian. Yeah, as in like. I I wasn't like actively vegetarian. Basically, my my mom's vegetarian, and so at home I like respect my mom's rules of the house. And be like, yeah, <laughs> you look very, no. very very you look very vegetarian at lunch. Well, well today, yeah. <laughs> what did we get? Falafel, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, that's it's not been... an innuendo. Don't worry. No, no. <laughs> no honestly, it's uh, it's been nice. Uh, have you been out and about in London? Yeah, went out once in London. We went to Cafe Soul and think Camden. It was all right um, until the ride back home in an Uber. Not a good experience. Oh, really? Was it? Uh, it had a bit too much to drink. Here. Alcohol went straight through me. <laughs> uh, was, it, was it a bit of a nine 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 emergency moment? And maybe it's kind of well. You you came no, out no, of it no, at the end. Yeah, we got there in the end. It's all it's all uh, part of the story. Otherwise, oh my days. So on Monday we. Um, went out obviously and then we just ended up in uh soho as you do just like lovely place just for whatever and yeah we went to this bar called uh, freedom bar which is like a gay bar ironic <laughs> yeah but anyway so a gay bar it's actually nice. like a really nice place like yeah, there was yeah. a, a group of eight of us um and we were there and it was someone's but this girl's birthday she was 28 years old and like she just literally like attached herself to our group like left our friends and stuff, her friends and stuff, and then she was just chilling with us, and I was just like, "Yo!" Like, and then she started like chatting up every, like literally, it's like when you just see someone like chat up pinball every single, yeah, exactly, like pinball. And I was just like, "Yo!" Like, and she came and sat next to me. And I was like, "Here we go again." And like, I've been out of the game for a while. Like, I couldn't even speak. You're like, yes, please, <laughs> yes, please, yes, please. So I was like, "Nah, not even like." Did you get involved. You know what? It was it was nice to chat to her, but like my my intentions were pure. I just uh, had to le left it there. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, yeah. Sure, that's what you're leaving on on, well, on I, air. <laughs> that's the truth and the honest truth. My and friend. nothing but the truth, Your Honor. Says <laughs> yeah, the <exactly>. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what's going? What's what's hot in the news that people want to find out about? So I guess another thing which uh, 
it doesn't really affect me and you, but a lot of uh, young people is uh, what's going on with like A level results, and like it's it's really like sad to see because like for example like me, I never like revise until the last minute and used to like cram everything in and then somehow like get good grades. And so the current system at the moment, obviously they went off their mock grades, their teachers predicted grades. So all those people who'd like turned up the pressure right at the end and get like all A's and A stars, like that doesn't exist anymore. So like. You have to really be consistent over like the year, which like um, people don't really do. And then what the government did with their whole algorithm, which like massively flopped. And I'm I'm glad they did a U-turn, but it just shows like again for yeah for for them to actually think that algorithm was good to begin with. It shows like how incompetent they actually are. What wasn't it based on postcode and so it wasn't based. I guess that was like part of it. So the way like for my understanding, so the. They took the previous three cohorts, so like, and then they averaged it out, and then they based that on the grades that people got this time. So let's say like the previous three cohorts of that school had an average of like Bs. I think it's like numbers now, but let's just say B because everyone understands Bs. And then this cohort, they were all predicted like A's and A stars. They would have been downgraded based on the previous cohorts automatically having an impact so, on what their grades exactly. Would have been. And 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 you know lower school like uh, schools in like less well-off areas are going to be disproportionately affected and then places uh, in private schools they got bumped up and it just shows that like there's a real inequality in the system yeah and and like that's nothing we haven't seen before no of course of course but it's like this it feels like it feels like artificial like they're uh, you know like there's issues with the current school system right in terms of uh grading like there's always going to be people who are graded a bit higher p- people would miss out their grades because of like crap markers but like to not give the children the opportunity to sit the exam in the first place and then you're having all this rubbish <laughs> just call them children huh? <laughs> i just love how you call them children well, like 18 no nah, a-level <laughs> students are like 17 16 yeah bless them little children because yeah, when you like, go, make it sound like it's primary school but i mean they are they're kids basically yeah but even now you got a beard finally. Yeah, now as in I, I'm part of like I'm a, I'm a man now. So, yeah, it's uh, But yeah, I mean, interesting point you made. I remember my dad uttering something under his breath about the fact that they should have they should have actually brought in a, a almost like an, an easier test. So when I say an easier test, what I mean is like a recognition based test rather than a remembering based test uh, which is the difference between multiple choice and full answer questions. So they could have made a, a test that you could have done at home that was like short answer questions, yeah. multiple choice, and compared that with the algorithm that they'd set up, yeah. maybe that would have had a better impact. But fundamentally, I think it comes down to the fact that do they really care? Uh, exactly. It's, uh, there's there's loads of questions to be asked. And like, so one of my auntie is a, an A-level st- uh, economics teacher. And she basically said that the way that the algorithm worked, it just completely like disregarded like teachers uh, predicted grades and then when the teachers actually marked the mocks, like the mocks that they had as well, so uh, the people who actually look yeah, so at the children the, like to the see pe- if exactly, got and it's like potential. The argument was that oh yeah, you're going to give uh, people who aren't like uh, able enough into like places where they're going to struggle, but that's such a poor way of looking at it. Like if you you know if you have positive reinforcement, like maybe that kid who you know missed out their top uni by one grade then by the system they got in because they got two grades over then that's fantastic like give them the opportunity to go to a better university to a better place make more of themselves in a better institution so it's i was actually speaking to um my same auntie i was saying like surely the conservatives can't like 
go past all of this like you know they mess the cock-ups with covid now with schools and now what's happening in terms of like the near future like they're they're basically becoming unelectable but then it's easier said than done i mean people on twitter were like oh labor we're going to win the last election and look what happened you know what's really interesting is it's like it's not based on competency or what you bring to the table it's brought on what the media how the media presents each party the media are the people who own the parties in, in essence right like if we look at the last election what happened to corbyn they said it was, uh, like you know there was like a, a fact checking thing where i don't know if this stat might be completely pulled out the air but it was one that seems to come to mind that was like a 89 percent defamation something yeah. or other basically the amount of character defamation that was in that was in towards one person at one person that's like unrepresented in the whole spectrum yeah. can deter or de- deflect the result of an election yeah because if you're if you're ridiculing someone and like this is also something that i uh notice as well is that like for example like like no one's perfect and each politician has like things that you can like ridicule them and then others like you know same as well and like so with corbyn like what was being said about him was like more like speculative or wasn't actually fact-based but then when you pulled someone like boris johnson up on what he's actually done what he's actually said then people just brush it over like he, he it, it made no sense to me and like uh, you know with like with Corbyn, I think it made it, it was made slightly easier because he had more radical views. Then you could sort of shun him ease more easily than you can with someone like a, a Boris, who like you know, especially people in this country, you know, who uh, see the conservatives, you know, more self-interested, like lower taxes, more corporate based. So interesting game. No, it is very interesting, and I'll be. That's one thing that we I want to talk about in a, in a future podcast about the American elections, seeing what's happening in America with Trump wow. and uh, with Biden, because he's actually got a South Indian like running mate. Yeah, yeah, and they've tried to play her off as being like African American. Yeah, it's like so. It'd be interesting to, to sort get of, the like, extra votes from BLM. So yeah. It's like, oh yeah, she's African American, but oh no, she has, she has Asian parents. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll have a research into it and have a decent podcast on it in the next few weeks that one might be fiery <laughs> i mean come on like this, another thing that i wanted to say just because um, someone was talking to me about the blm stuff and obviously i did a podcast on it and they were like yeah i would never touch anything like that it's just too controversial but like as like young people or like we need to be engaging with like these difficult subjects like don't just like pass it off just because it might be difficult to reconcile Mm. and debate because at the end of the day like you become a slave to society if you just follow the sheep be a sheep and follow the crowd sheeple yeah exactly and like even with social media again this is going on a bit of a tangent but it's like there's not any there's no fact-based stuff anymore there's no objectivity it's all polarized subjective and it's uh it's quite a sad state of affairs if i'm being honest yeah what's what seems to happen is that people have lost the ability to speak their truth yeah they're being you know segmented into factions taking one side or the other such complex debates have been reduced to their simplistic uh you know most simplistic um components and it's creating an emotional war uh, me versus you and that anybody who says anything that's against the status quo or what the <clears throat> sorry the the movement's agenda is uh, aligned with is then getting shunned and absolutely you know roasted to shreds like ripped to shreds 
you've seen like there's people recently uh was it wiley who didn't say such great things but he what he was talking about was i think was to do with israel and palestine right so i think i think the way he said it was obviously bad and like he deserved the backlash that he got but i think like what he was like talking about was how like um big like the people who own like music labels and stuff are like jewish and and then they're like uh, preying on like uh, young black males for their content so that i think but that was and then get like, signed into contracts where yeah their rights and it's all exploitative and like they don't get as much of a cut and stuff and i think for the fund i get what he's saying but he just said it in such a bad way like he you can't generalize say oh yeah jews this that it's just not right and you shouldn't say that about any single race so um but yeah it was interesting like, and, and that's the thing right so if you just look at it and see like what it actually is like people were just too busy being offended and outraged and stuff and like fair enough like that's a valid response to what wiley said but i guess like if you look at it in a way that's like like understand why this guy is saying something if you sort of like see what's going on like obviously like, what he said was bad but is there some truth in what he's saying if not like you need to be more logical and like take a step back out of your emotion sometimes because like i it's like for me right like if i'm in an argument i'm heated and you know i don't even get my point across it's all like rubbish it's like i think back in a few days i'm like oh, i would i wish i never said that yeah fighting fire with fire it never amounts to anything you know positive coming yeah. out of the discussion if you think about it all what's happening and i can't tell talks about this a lot is that we all have uh, emotional pain bodies um it's the body's representative to the ego the ego exists within all of us yeah um it's this concept of who i am the identity where your pride comes from where your anger where your hatred where your envy where your guilt where your shame comes from right yep. now and that's where the defense mechanisms come in all right and and we go through that process but the body also holds emotional trauma over time that's in our emotional pain body and what's happening is is that when one person is arguing with another person their emotional pain bodies are being caught up into this argument. So all these uh, unconscious past uh, things, uh, angers or uh, hate, like, you know, arguments and stuff that we haven't released yeah. or let go or forgiven will also be brought into it unconsciously that we don't even know. So sometimes, you know, when you're like, you act completely out of character and you're like, what came over me? Yeah, That's your emotional pain body in action. It's being triggered by the situation and therefore reacting in such a way. So what we're seeing now is people reacting in a, uh, again, almost in, in an exaggerated way to what we are, like to a trigger that we're seeing. Yeah. You know, someone will say, someone will say something so small or speak their truth and then they'll get like a massive hit, a backlash yeah. coming on the other side of it. And there's a whole massive cancel culture now, which is like really unhelpful. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I think that everyone thinks that what they think is right and then what everyone else thinks is like inherently wrong which is like you know i i've come to realize this myself when just talking to my friends and talking to anyone is that like there's always something to learn about anything like i think i know something you know if i'm talking to someone about like arsenal my favorite football team like i could think that i know everything about arsenal i go to every match yeah i'm the greatest and then someone will say something and i'll be like oh like maybe i don't like like it's you, it's always good to humble yourself and like always learn and um yeah that's the process of the ego death the ego de ego is still there but yeah. what, when we mean dying it means that it's not it's no longer the master it becomes a servant like you you become aware of like this idea that oh i am not the one who's like the know-it-all of everything mm. 
I don't have to be the know-it-all. I can know a good amount and I can share that and teach that with people. Yep. But I'm also able to be open to somebody else's perspective because it could enhance ours. Yeah, exactly. That's the beauty. There's exactly. a millions and millions of different so perspectives. It's interesting because like, like Twitter is the enabler of cancel culture, right? Mm. And uh, just going back to like Wiley, the, Wiley's point, I think like, Again, it's like how you communicate with people as well. Like he must have been like feeling really angry and just like venting. It was like completely inappropriate what he said. But like maybe like I, I just want to say before I had like I don't agree with what he said. But like maybe in terms of like people who own big business exploiting like um, lower class people, there there could be some truth in that. And I think uh, again, it it does uh, warrant someone to look into it and uh, see what's going on. People are people are starting to to uncover what's going on, and that's what the people that are labeled conspiracy theorists. Yeah, it's so, yeah, simple yeah. as that, and it's simple as that. Yeah, it's no, it's and true. Do the mic drop or not? No. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's we, conspiracy corner. Yeah, conspiracy corner. You know, what? I want I want to have like um, different segments as well. So, like, I think uh, one that I thought about was like weird of the week, where like we we each find something that's like weird, and then we just say it. So, like, for example. Um, there was um, something about like penguins, yeah, and they they um, these researchers were in like Antarctica or somewhere, and they found like different behaviors of like penguins, and it was just like jokes. It's just like something that just like oh, yeah. takes takes you away from all the like seriousness, the exactly. denseness. Exactly, because like you know beforehand when we would when I was like um, doing the headline thing on the Instagram page, like keeping it up everyone updated with uh, what's going on, and I feel I do feel that's like important, but I did, it was more often than not like really negative and like there was nothing like good going on so it's like it's what i think we what we should do is just find the bits of news that are like a bit positive as well and let good people luck know. finding that i know, I know but it's, it's like the guardian do it on on their instagram page every so often yeah. where they're like yeah like uh here's like some of the good things that have happened over the past few weeks and it's just like um you know like these kids were like playing or like there was this new invention or something like that it's just like cool yeah, and and actually, uh, I was showing you earlier, but, you know, something that's really come out. See, the thing is that a, a lot of good things have come out of this current situation we're in, okay? Sil silver linings, right? There are some silver linings, and, like, I spent some time up in Liverpool earlier on in the last few months, and um, up there there's a massive community who are developing, who are all in this, like, uh, you know, positivity movement, taking uh, their community forward, doing things like litter, like, you know, clearing up all the litter, garbage, going out on the beach and doing Tai Chi and getting in the water and reconnecting with nature and coming together um, and doing some really, really great stuff. And it was, like, fantastic to be part of. And we see that all over the place, like, communities are coming together, people are helping each other out. And that's what we need in this time, you know, that's what it requires. Because at this time, people feel so separate when people are wearing, you know, their masks in different locations and you know you can't even see their emotions like it's exactly just their eyes exactly so well yeah and that was actually one of my dissertation topics but the eyes do give away a certain amount of emotions but you know there's a lot of communication that's missing there and people are feeling more fearful and more scared and more separated you know and the thing is as humans we're actually so connected and we are one 100 but you know the idea of wearing these masks and saying that we have to be two or maybe one or maybe 1.5 meters apart <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It depends on. It depends on. It depends. What, it, no, it what depends side what, of the what side of bed Boris wakes yeah, up on exactly. in the morning? Yeah, exactly. It depends yeah? what you decide. It's also WHO and another. Inst I was going to call them companies because they yeah, kind of yeah. are a company, but institutions. In we'll call them an institution to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, kind of come up with this legislation that's like 
so contradictory at times. You know, I, know. I, do, I do think that this pandemic it hit everyone like a massive like cricket bat to the face. Whack. Well, whack. 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 The cricket bat. The cricket bat. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, and, I, and no one was prepared. And even like people who were talking about like the, uh, you know, prospects of a, pandem- a pandemic to happen. Everyone was like, nah, this is, we'll, come on, like, come on. like." Although Bill Gates seemed to know it about three years ago. Yeah, but I think with him, right, that my, this is just my take on it, is that like, it, it makes sense that to be prepared for like different things. So like, you can't say every scientist was like, oh, we got to be worried about a pandemic was like, yeah, you know, plotting something in the background. But who knows, like, we don't have any, com- there's no complete information about anything these days. So, you know, you can put two and two together and see what I'm And make four. <laughs> yeah, and make 25, 11, Yeah, well, I mean, there are some things that stand out. I mean, his, uh, his parents his parents yeah. were into eugenics. Do, do you think that the truth comes out eventually? Of course it does. So it will do. Then there we go. So like, I things think are starting to come out as as uh, at the moment now. Exactly, exactly. And that, and then this but is the, what, but the me- mainstream media don't put that on the news. You know, like what's coming well, out. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, what was it in the news? Like there was something really. Uh, it's it's gone from my uh, mind, but there was something that was happening, and the media just didn't even talk about it. And it's just like something like it was so important at the time, and we're like, wait, this is on the news. What's going on? Of course not. That's the thing, and that's when I referred to it earlier about influencing elections and stuff but they have so much power because everybody or most people 90 percent of people are following mainstream media and the impact that that's having is catastrophic to society because it's a massive fear generating machine you know think about it dun dun like yeah this day this many people have died and and it's like what what we're doing is what, what what's happening is that people are um you know there's a massive pandemic yes but there's also another pandemic which is a fear pandemic yeah. Which is occurring right now, of course, and it's like, yeah, it's just, I guess, like journalism, the, like these days, is like it's uh, not very good. We could say journalism has so much potential, as does everything else, but it's just been led down the wrong path. It's led from one of like calling out the truth and speaking good things and incorporating, you know, wisdom and knowledge to the pe- to the masses to just like exactly. a, to a massive because that that's what it like like the media should be scrutinizing the government. They should be like. Uh, g- giving people updates on what's going on and like as as a concept like yeah it's great but then when you have all these different corporate interests and then there's different agendas and like you could tell like let's just say uh, I'm not adding them but um, what's the one known by Qatar? Al Jazeera that's it and it's oh, Al Jazeera yeah. and it's just like you can just tell by like the way they phrase things and the way they like lay out the information it's just like yeah like this is like trying to fit like one of a story cnn is the same if you look at all the american news corporations they're owned by six people yeah. six entities six organizations you think like oh, you know what the contrarian is a hundred percent certifiably organic organic independent facts only pure pure <laughs> wisdom wisdom uh, that's another thing right is that like whatever like me and chris say like you don't have to like like what we say just as long as you're engaging in this in the conversations i think that's important if you don't like it you comment get involved tell yeah, us Yeah, exactly C- come on and talk to us yeah. about it. i think it'll be it'll be really cool like we can uh we've got this new like phone in feature now on this uh on the new equipment so yeah we can get like people phoning in and talking to us which will be quite cool so yeah definitely big plans for the podcast we've got uh loads of thing in store for you lined up 
lined up, racked up, ready to go. There we go. Another another thing that's gone on recently is uh, the call it disaster that happened off the coast of Mar- Mauritius. I think one of these like big like oil tanker type ships like uh, split in half and like so much oil went into like the sea and like it's just disgusting like seeing all the like lovely like if for anyone who has been to Mauritius it's like lovely like uh, white sand beaches and lovely uh, like um, like scenery and stuff and it's all just been covered in like this black liquid and it's just like there's there's a lot of effort there's been a lot of effort to try and like minimize the the impact but like it just shows that like something but doesn't this seem to happen like way too often where one of these like ships just like something goes wrong with it and then yeah i mean the the div- diverse marine life that's like been wiped out of the ecosystem because of it is what it's hard to even imagine how much and yeah it happens way too often i mean okay there are probably thousands of ships that are taking around oil consistently throughout the planet but it's only a matter of time before the disaster like this is going to strike and you know even once every few years is still once too many yeah they're to- they're talking about like millions of liters like that's like unlike imaginable how much like we, if you like it, it's easy for us because we're at, we're at a distance we're just seeing on the news for like 10 minutes and then we go about our day but like this is like widespread devastation and it's uh like, imagine if it was the thames for example yeah like, imagine if a million liters of oil just spilled out in the thames it's crazy man it's crazy and like yeah. i hope that it doesn't like affect i mean we we can hope but like they're actually doing some like really good stuff there to try and like conserve all the marine life yeah and it's a natural environment the thing is there is so around the world there is a lot of good work going on to support the ecosystem but in general there just seems to be you know maybe like top down a lack of care for looking after the planet yeah for sure that's what it comes down to and even the amount of oil that's being extracted out of the planet yeah being seeped from the veins it actually reminds me there was this uh video by vox uh, on youtube and what they were saying was so you know like these big companies like amazon and google they're trying to use ai and artificial intelligence and like algorithms to reduce their um like carbon footprint so i think like google's hq in america they're like net net neutral with carbon emissions but then the the flip side to that whole positive sort of route that they're taking is that they're using the same AI to find new oil reserves around the world and then to like, you know, absolutely like cash in on what's l- what little oil is left. Cause like there's always going to be new places to drill and new reserves to find. So they're using that artificial intelligence to find new reserves. Do you know what's ridiculous is that this whole modern world which we live in is so based on image, like what people see of you yeah exactly like what they see of us is that we're doing a great job here like what you don't see so much is the other damage that we're causing elsewhere yeah and you know what's the light being shone on is all the great work that's being done when it ignores everything else that's going on in the background and this is the you know things that we see within people within organizations within society it's all about like having this image of you that looks good to everybody else yeah it stands exactly, up on yeah. a pedestal and because if you're see- if you're seen to be doing a good thing, then it's sort of like papers over the cracks, right? And that's so fragile. We're moving into a time where the things that have been like papering over the cracks, and now the cracks are widening, and 
and seep and things are seeping through from the oil spill to the issue that we currently see is it in Belarus to the migrant situation. Oh, that uh, was, that was a tragedy, man. Like, yeah, uh, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to all those people because I think I, I'm not sure if like the actual picture was accurate that was going on around, but it, it showed like um, the span of the destruction, and um, it, it's just sad to see like all the videos and and all the destruction. Oh, Lebanon, yeah, Beirut, Beirut. Oh, so I was saying Belarus about the the leadership stuff. The government oh, problem. My bad. Do you know see? There's so uh, much yeah, going yeah, on yeah, to yeah. keep up on top yeah. of. So. What's, what's happening in Belarus? So there's like a civil unrest at the moment because of the government. I haven't really followed it enough, okay. but yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. much so to I keep an eye on. About Beirut, but yeah, yeah. And and just one piece of advice for the viewers as well is like, with so much going on at the moment, it really affects our our mental well being, our emotional health. So it's very important to you know switch off and take time out from the fast paced nature of the world. Where things become overwhelming, have time for yourself. Sit in nature when you can. Have some time just to breathe, relax. Put yourself in a comfy, really comfy environment. A lot of self love, self care, self compassion. Um, because of all, all the stuff that's going on, you need to look after yourself. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's all, it's about balance, right? Yeah, exactly. Getting everything because, like, I guess, like before COVID, everything was sort of like at a fast pace, and then during uh, lockdown, things slowed down. So do you, do you feel like you like slow down and really like prioritize yourself as well? Slow down to speed up. Yeah. That's, that's the saying, right? When you slow down, you become more conscious of these unconscious habits that are, uh, that are you know, repeating themselves that you're playing yeah. uh, each and every day. And some of them have, you know, how do your beliefs and your unconscious habits form themselves is from when you're younger. When you're younger, you learn by encoding the environment and recording what's going on. So you're learning from your environment, which means... Yeah. You're not necessarily doing everything in the most efficient and best processes or best ways for yourself. So we often go throughout life doing things that are actually harmful to ourselves, right? And until we slow down and become aware of those things, then we're unable to change them. So, you know, this is where the opportunity has presented itself to, to slow down and therefore speed up. You know, it's actually funny because, like, I'm, I'm someone who, like, doesn't really, like, take in everything around me, like, very, like, you know hate to say, but unobservant. And so, like, during, like, this t lockdown, when I used to go on walks and stuff, and actually, like, seeing what's around you, like, like you, when you're even, like, walking down the street, like, if if someone was to ask you what colour is the person's car who lives opposite you, you might, like, struggle. Like, you walk past it every day, it becomes part of the unconscious, but you don't really, like, notice it. And so, like, whenever I used to go on a walk, I was, like, seeing, like, what's around. Like, I was, I was finding places that... I didn't even realize we're there. And it's like, just from like, just like being more aware of what's going on. I was like, yeah. So like now when I'm like out and about, I'm always just like noticing different things, like being more observant. I think it's a, it's a crucial skill to have. Exactly. And when we're living life, like unobserv unobservant, we're just kind of going through the motions and stuff. And we don't actually realize that a lot of stuff's going on that we're not actually seeing. Right. Like, yeah. We only see 0.1% of what's really going on. And it's, you know, a good thing because otherwise it'd be, uh, extreme sense of sensory overload which yeah. would just lead to a, a lot of problems like, Cause I, we study this in in psychology and and that would not be fun you know you can see cases of where people have that and it's not great but we do need to start you know like not being on our phones all the time even though it's becoming more likely now because we're becoming more separated so now I've, i was in a restaurant i was in costa doing some work last week in early in the week and like kids Kids' sensory developments are changing because they have things like phones mm. so readily 
accessible and so important within their lives it's like their main form of attachment already yeah is towards it, their phone it's true like i have a, a young sister she's like 12 years old and like they're like the good i guess the, the positive side is that like they're like really tech savvy now like all these small like as young as like five six they can like work a phone like crazy like they can do anything and uh i guess on the opposite side is that yeah she's being antisocial, not like engaging with the family and i guess i it's sort of like a pacifier now so like a dummy like yeah the the, the kid is uh, upset just give them the ipad and let them play and then we'll get on with our life and yeah we'll get on with our day and the kid is happy yeah, and it seems that the younger generation is missing out on the humanness of life. You know, the creative side, the imagination side, the um, the emotional side in particular because we're moving into a very left-brain society. Do you want to explain what that is? Oh, j- just briefly because the ins and outs of it will take us a long time. I'm sure we can save it for another yeah, podcast. But streamlined. We are, yeah, we're being conditioned into a society that is creating a, us in left-brain form, which is the left hemisphere of our brain, which actually looks after the right side of our body, right? But what this, and that's why most of us are right-handed, right? Okay. That's why That's why in the old days, people used to beat you if you wrote with your left hand because the hand of the devil, because it meant you were more <laughs> right-brained. Okay, yeah. It's true, right? It's true. When you look into it further and you realize that that was the level that what people went to. And what this is doing is the left side of the brain is a systematic part of the brain, putting things into boxes, using logic and reasoning. And everything that we're doing within the system at school and the education system is about putting you into that box that can fit into the system where you are a cog in the machine. And that is the society in which our kids are moving into. I say kids as if I've got some, but collective because they are our kids. Of course. Right. Um, Or just like young people. And now when kids are going to school, they're being put into boxes. Literally. They're literally learning to live life like robots and machines. Hand in hand with technology. Like the system, it doesn't like, um, inspire you like I know a lot of people like I, I went to a decent school and a lot of people their first thought was yes like uh, I don't care about my my lifestyle I just want to make as much money as possible and it, it, it although it's like some people might say it's a necessity because obviously you got to think about other things like you know your financial well-being you know your parents your future kids and you know mortgages and stuff it it's it, it becomes a sad reality right but exactly and if you look at the creative aspect of life mm. so designers musicians artists so on and so forth even the caring aspect so the caring aspect comes from the right brain the feminine uh the feminine part of of the brain the feminine part within us to have emotions to care to nurture all those things are actually also being uh what do you call it not prioritized in society if we're looking at care and nursing and these industries as well yeah you know they're almost playing second fiddle to the sciences right so so we're in this world where if you're going to be a creative you almost like it's like the people who are creative don't succeed in school well no that's what what you're told right like like, so many like one of my best friends they were like really gifted at uh, music production and like did music and then went on to do a as a music and then their parents like were like, no, you got to do medicine. You're gonna push you into medicine, like really like single, like single minded, and like who who knows, like he had, could have had the potential to do something that he actually loved, which was like music production as his career. And we're like, again, that comes from like again parents as well. But like I guess the fun the fundamental like 
part of school these days is that like it becomes very uninspiring and it becomes very like yeah like you said cogs in the capitalist wheel just like how most people are living their lives in a job that they don't really truly enjoy and love the one that they dread waking up in the mon- on, on a monday morning for the one that they're so relieved when friday comes mm. because they just can't wait to get to the weekend and have that let off from such a terrible week most people are living a life that they're not actually truly wanting because they're living a life based on other people's expectations of what they should achieve or what they should do in their lives what their parents what their teachers what society what the government what their friends are all doing and saying they should do and what that's leaving people with 10 years down the line if we're talking about our audience potentially is a midlife crisis yeah but they just don't know it yet but that's the truth right and i'll be honest with you because i've been lucky enough to speak to a lot of people and when i when i talk about the option that i'm taking of going off into the business route and looking to to help make people's lives happier and better and whatever and i still look at it like oh this is not secure like it's a bit it's still a bit difficult do you know what i mean because you have to do it all at the beginning which is like not what everybody does you know not a lot of people go into becoming an entrepreneur from a young age or like a business owner right from a young age so it has its own challenges but they say like you know you're never going to regret it because that's really what you want to do so it's an interesting balance to strike but you know that system is like it puts it's like a conveyor belt yeah it's a conveyor belt uh it's funny like someone was you know how we have like PSA PSHE right yeah. in school and like someone was saying that like no one really cares about it and it's just like a dead time like we should really learn about like so let's say like taxes um you know proper sex education not like literally putting a condom over a wooden stick Banana. yeah and just like really talking about it as if it's a taboo and like potentially even having like some sort of like citizen studies or like a citizenship test. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I wonder what that would incorporate. I know, the, the, it's, uh, it'd be uh, n- not very good if the Conservative Party implemented it, that's the, for sure. Well, no comment. But no comment. what's really interesting is you brought up the whole sex education thing and there's something really fascinating. Um, in a lot of the circles that I put myself in, we have specific views of life and whatever in general and we believe that obviously we you know we talk we watched that episode on Gaia about quantum quantum entanglement yeah interference right and that when two people are having sex their energy fields are interacting it's an energetic act on multiple levels yeah and if you look at ancient hindu vedic traditions and they talk about tantra and that sort of sex right which is what we've been so dissociated from you know and i read a post recently where it's like you know men are pleasing themselves inside of a woman and a woman is looking for security from the man by putting themselves in them. And and it's like each person is fulfilling their own needs rather than being so like... Being like... Together as one. Two as one, yeah. Right, exactly. Which is what tantric embodiment and all these things are about is like connecting and on an energetic level. And that's what what like sex is missing. We see it as like a transactional thing Mm. um, rather than an energetic bonds where actually, and this is a really interesting point that the person is carrying the energy. And as we saw in that episode about the entanglement or the interference of every partner they've had before them, right? And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. This is coming from me, I know. And you're carrying that energy. And when you're interacting- How many suitcases have you got? How many? (laughs) I cut my baggage ties. I cut my ties. I cut my baggage ties. But no, it's it's, it's true. And like something like 
sex as well. It's like, not it, a numbers it, game. Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But like the point is like when I guess like people don't people just like do it and then like yeah this is just another tally. It's like a sacred act. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a like, sacred it's, act of creation. And not even for creation. I mean, it's like but not for crea- pleasure no, 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 as no, well. Not, yeah, 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 but not creation in making a baby, but like you're creating sexual energy. Sexual energy is what creates in the world. Like that's the creative spark that we talk about in our circles. It's not. Yeah. It's not just creating a baby, but it's like you're co- like you're connecting with more than just that. It's almost like you're entering another level of consciousness, and that's being completely missed by people. But it's been coming up a lot, and that's what I've been seeing, which is quite interesting. No, that that is interesting. It's all right for some. It's uh, been a pretty dry season. <laughs> it's come. We'll be back and ready to go. Mutmar. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's a, a decent note to end the, the podcast on. Uh, I hope that you guys like this episode. I guess it was just an episode of just like chilling the first time we've actually seen each other in a while. So like just t- chatting about everything and anything. Exactly. And I think, look, there's so much heaviness and denseness in, in the world and what's going on. Like, we need to bring some lightness to it and, and have some conversation. And hopefully, you know, this will be a really good outlet for people to kind of like spend an hour listening to and get exactly. a break from everything else that they're doing in their life. And we've covered some really good topics. And I think we it, it dives into seriousness and then a bit of lightheartedness. So it'd be great if the if the viewers can let us know what they think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know. We'll be, I will be putting like polls and stuff on Instagram where we'll ask because like, the thing is that like, we've t- we've t- we've touched on a lot of things, but like maybe not in like as much detail as like like let's just say our toxic masculinity podcast oh, where we like deep. deep dive into something like that. So yeah, we'll we'll do we'll have a mix and match, and uh, you know we don't have to be serious all the time. I think it's important to you know find the the fun in life too, which is like been a bit missing as well over you know the past few months to carry the lightness of life. That's yeah, what it's about, like. You said a really um, good point to me like a while ago about like how, you, you know, you can view things from like a happy place or like from a fearful place and like which one's better, obviously. And we know it's the one from like a happy place. And so if we like apply that to all aspects of, of your life, I think it, it becomes a better, like an outcome is better than what it would be if it was like from a place of fear. Exactly. We touched on this point actually earlier in the, in the podcast and it refers back to the point that everything is arbitrary. Mm. Every experience, every situation, everything is arbitrary. Like that chair that you're sitting on, how we utilize it, how we subjectively interpret it mm. can come from an infinite number of different perspectives. Yeah. So would you adopt one that's going to help you or are you going to be- use one that's going to hinder you? You need to come from a poor me victim perspective in life or you can think, how is this happening for me? How is this happening with me? How is this helping to take me going forward from more of a positive place? So, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, on that note, thank you for listening this week. Uh, we'll catch you next week for another episode of the Contrarian Podcast. Peace. From the heart of East London, it's New Sound Radio 92.